This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Here's a bit of good news for you. Unemployment numbers in the metro Chicago area have been below 4% for the past three months, back to pre-pandemic levels. We haven't seen this low of an unemployment rate since February of 2020. So what does this mean? Have we truly recovered from the pandemic economic emergency? Well, it might be too soon to tell, but these numbers are promising. And here with a closer look is Alden Lowry, WBEZ's Data Projects Editor. Hey, Alden, welcome back. Hey, Sasha. Thanks for having me. So I'm curious, why crunch these numbers in particular? What were you setting out to learn? Well, I was very curious just to get a sense of what the numbers were looking like. Um, Certainly the tenor and tone of what we've been seeing in terms of our activity, Um, I felt like it was perhaps a reasonable time. And plus the national figures that have been coming in have been coming in with projections that, you know, the economy is really kind of bouncing back. And so I was, I wouldn't say terribly surprised, but, but somewhat surprised Mm -hmm. by seeing those figures, uh, being what they were. And then when I started looking at history, it really kind of unfolded for me like, well, this is perhaps a real moment. And so I said, let's, uh, let's, let's put something down. Well, I'm certainly glad you took a a good look at the numbers because I I mean, a lot of narratives were being, you know, being thrown around there, you know, just based on COVID and just people making assumptions on what that would mean. But we've got hard numbers like 4%, the number I just mentioned a moment ago. So tell us more. Is that a good number? Generally speaking, 4% is kind of like the midway point between Things are good and things are maybe not so good. Okay. Uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics generally says an unemployment figure between 3% and 5% is considered kind of like the normal range of where uh, unemployment should be. And it varies depending on where you are. The Chicago metro area, I would say that number is usually a little more elevated. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but that was what gave me 4%. And that was the figure uh, kind of where we were for several months before the pandemic. And for the first time since then, we had three consecutive months underneath that uh, that 4% mark. I see. So it seemed like a good moment to say something about and it. And you said Metro Chicago there. I want to be clear, when we say that, that includes counties in Wisconsin and Indiana too, right? Right. That includes uh, Kenosha County in the southeastern uh, corner of Wisconsin. It includes four counties in north uh, northwest Indiana. Uh, that includes uh Gary and a number of other cities kind of in that area and then nine counties in Illinois Um, was that just to get a fuller picture of the story yes it was and then also you know just kind of thinking generally speaking about the labor market in our area uh, it can be constricting to look just at the city of Chicago Mm -hmm. or just at Cook County Um, that region as a whole kind of operates as its own kind of economic uh, you know entity you mm-hmm. know as a, as a as a combined total so so yeah that was the reason why i went went uh, went yeah. larger with those numbers also because of some of the data i was looking at it it was probably better to have a much larger sample to kind of get uh, numbers that that felt you know stronger yeah no that makes sense uh let's dig into to something you mentioned a moment ago right there there have been dips below 4% unemployment in the past year or so. But the data that you were looking at specifically here were sustained over this three-month period that we've been talking about. So talk about why that's significant. So uh, for context, dating back to 1990, this is how uh, far back the Bureau of Labor Statistics seasonally adjusted uh, unemployment figures were for Metro Chicago uh, that I could find easily. Um, there have been two periods when the metro area's unemployment rate has been below 4%. The three months, May, June, and July of 2023, Uh and for a several-month stretch in 
2019 up to February of 2020. Since 19 since 1990. So wow. we literally are had we you know leading up to the pandemic we were having our strongest economic period, which I think is something that many places around the country could say, uh, as, as measured by unemployment rate, and the last three months that we had uh, data available. So so in my mind it was like okay this is this is mm. really really a moment. My goodness. Now, speaking of May, in May, that's when the federal government formally declared an end to this pandemic emergency that we were in. At the time, do you actually think that we were out of the emergency? No, and I think that declaration was around uh, from from a health perspective, that, that the health, the emergency uh, in terms of a public health moment. Um, I don't know. I mean, financially, though, financially, I would say I would say it would probably be premature to say that we're done financially. However, I, I do think that we have we we have seen the worst of what we will experience uh, as a result of the pandemic. Um, and uh, you heard it here first. <laughs> uh, but if if what we're seeing right now continues over the remainder of the year, I think we may be able to say, OK, that moment that we had economically, maybe that moment is now is now done. So to be clear, we're not completely out of it. But you're just saying right now that the, the worst might be over. I think it pre- seems pretty clear that the worst might be over, especially when you consider what the worst was. Those first few months uh, of the pandemic, March through maybe July, August, um, uh, September of 2020, our numbers uh, across the country were at double figures or higher. Um, in certain industries, they were astronomical. Um, mm-hmm. And we haven't seen numbers like that in a very, very long time. Which industries? Uh the restaurant industry was one that I that I saw uh, numbers were extremely high. Yeah. Uh, child and daycare services was another one where the numbers were were incredibly high. Mm-hmm. Restaurant I think at its highest point was about forty four percent. Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. So I remember we had lots of folks from that industry on the program at the time. Yeah. Just out of work, right, yeah. and and nothing in sight, right. Yeah. Uh, this is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, we're discussing with uh, WBEZ Data Projects editor. Alden Lowry, what unemployment numbers in Metro Chicago actually tell us about like how many families have been faring, how they've been faring before and after the pandemic because of a a WBEZ analysis which showed that some groups and some industries were impacted by COVID-19 unemployment more severely than others. So help us understand with with some of the numbers that you've, you've talked about here, Alden, what did it mean for families? How did that translate to what was happening at home just as opposed to what we've been focused on, which is more of the economy at large. Sure. Well, I mean, and I guess it depends, you know, on what families we're talking about. But there are certain industries, as we were mentioning, that were hit harder. And there were certain industries that were actually really relied upon in a way. And we talk about essential workers, uh, particularly within the the hospital industry is one industry that I looked at where the numbers were very stable uh, compared to other other industries. But in terms of uh, if you've got families, you know, you know, know, the uh, the best practice is having what is it, three months or three to six months of savings. Oh, yeah. So uh, you have a, a. I've heard both. Yes. Yeah. So you, you have a buckle in the economy, and so for families that had that savings, life could, for the most part, continue as normal um, for a considerable period of time. Um, maybe long enough for you know whatever's happening with their work situation to to change to some degree. But for for families that don't have those savings, so we're talking about lower income families or mm-hmm. people who are in job markets that generally have fluctuations uh, or job industries that generally have fluctuations, uh, those are probably families who were really, really struggling. Yeah. And so they were reliant on assistance in some way for 
housing payments, for food, for other things like that. Mm-hmm. So the, the height of the pandemic for a lot of families that didn't have that, um, you know, kind of that uh, that backbone, um, it was an incredibly volatile period, not knowing day to day, week to week, what was going to happen. And then you had other families, even if the job, their job environment was 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 disrupted greatly and disrupted for a longer period of time. Um, they were reliant on uh, unemployment. I mean, that got a lot of families through. Um, they were reliant on their savings uh, and they were for the most part, able to weather the storm. Now, it's not to say that it was easy for yeah. them, but, uh, but for the most part, they were able to weather the storm. So. Yeah, and you, you told us a moment ago about the startling unemployment numbers that we did see back in you know March and April of, of 2020. You said they were in the double digits sort of across all uh, racial demographics. You compared this in your piece to unemployment numbers during the Great Recession of 2008, right. 2009, Briefly remind us how that compared to well, 2020. Two, two things that really jumped out at me. One was that the spike in unemployment uh, for Metro Chicago was much higher during the pandemic. I mean, we collectively as a as a, as a community, uh, the, the Metro region, uh, saw the numbers go up to 15, 16 percent, 17 percent, I think maybe at its peak. Um, and then uh, and then it, it came down. Uh, so I think it was maybe a year and a half or so when we were, when our numbers were extremely kind of elevated and they came they came back down. During the Great Recession, our highest peak might have been around maybe 12 percent or so as a as a region. But the the hill, if you will, mm-hmm. stretched much longer. I mean, several years. I mean, we weren't back to kind of pre-recession numbers until maybe like 2016, oh, 2017, wow. something like that. So it was a. Uh, that that climb was was uh, lower in its slope, but it lasted a lot longer uh, than uh, than what we what we witnessed in the pandemic. Yeah, um, and that that uh, those numbers that you crunched by race. I mean, I saw where you wrote that at the beginning, the unemployment rate was the highest for Latinos. That first month or two, yes. So we saw it go up for for white people, which was rare at that time. Yes, right. It was um, it, going up into those double digits. Right. Um, but Latinos, it went the highest. Is that because of the, the lack of jobs then in, in food service, as we talked about? Yeah, I want to say uh, uh, food service, uh, construction, um, those were hit uh, hard. Yeah. And uh, that's where the largest numbers of Latinos in, from a percentage basis among Latino workers mm-hmm. are working. The restaurant industry is the leading work industry for Latinos, r- roughly like 6%. Yeah. And, the, and you said for, for black people, it was sort of a peak in August of 2020. Right. The peak came a little later. The numbers shot up high from about just below 9% to about 16%, but they got up to as high as 19% a few months later. Wow. Um, but the numbers for black workers during the pandemic have remained elevated for a longer period of time. They really, within the last year, started to come down. Well, now, as you said, we're below 4%, you know, at least for those three consecutive months. So that is promising. That is very promising, yes. It'll be interesting to see where it goes from here. Yes, we'll keep an eye on it. That's Alden Lowry, WBEZ Data Projects Editor. Thanks so much for stopping by. Hey, thanks for having me, Sasha.